Alright, folks, you've heard me say this for weeks. But now, this is probably the last time you'll probably hear me say it until I have to record a permanent one for you guys. Let me say this Spotify for Podcasters, the app that really gives you all the tools you need to create your podcast, record, edit, even put some music in there from the Spotify library, distribute your podcast. Say, even though I, even I do it every time, do it. I got my podcast, Ultra Sports, on Google Podcasts and Spotify. So don't forget, it's everything you need in podcasts in one place. And hey, it's the whole new name. I said it. I said it more times. I'll say it again. Download the free app or go to Podcasters on Spotify to get started. Spotify for Podcasters work for me, and it'll work for you too. Now let's get on with the program, shall we? Broadcasting from the Long Island Top Studios in the heart of Long Island, this is the Unturned Sports Podcast. I'm Matthew Wiley, I'm your host. Welcome to Tuesday, Tuesday January 9th, 2024. A lot of stuff, a lot of things happening in the NFL. Black, Black Monday, plus a lot of fire and a bonus fire today. Man, I want to start things off with the New York Giants after... Last Sunday's win against Philly, changes had to be made. There were changes that had to be made. I knew that, I knew Brian Day was going to be back next year. I know he's going to do that. But now it's a lot. It's a lot of resignate. A lot of overall now because now there. Are, because right now, there are new openings for the Giants spot right now. Number one defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, resigned as defensive coordinator. Looking for a head coaching, head coaching gig somewhere down the line. Probably ain't. Fox's Jay Glazer reported in week 12 that Dable and Martindale were in a bad place. And they did. He fired, of course, he fired two of his higher hands, hired hands, Drew and Kevin Wilkins. Drew was an outside. Drew Wilkins outside linebackers, assist defensive assistant Kevin Wilkins. Both were fired. Of course, we and of course other things. Other players were fired. Either left or hired. Of course, special teams coordinator Thomas McGee. Special teams is crap all season. He's he's gone. Quarterbacks coach Jeff Dixon. He's going to be the offensive coordinator for Syracuse. Craig Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald stream coach. He's going to be the... He'll take that same position in Florida. And of course, uh, Bobby Johnson. Who's atrocious... Who's atrocious... Handling of... Evan Neal... And Andrew Thomas. He's a fucking... He was so fucking... And he was fucking gone. Good riddance of bad, good riddance of bad rubbish. Get out, of, get the hell out of town. But to be fair, to be fair, there's gonna be a lot of who will take that. Who will take over that freaking take over the job? That's a lot. Of, one of them, Jerome Henderson, he's their D-back, the Giants' defensive backs coach. I think it's gonna be. Think that I think that will help out Andre Patterson as well. 
McCourt, I know Court's Leslie Frazier was a 400 defensive coordinator for the Bills. He probably might come back. Might come back if 264. I mean, there. Pat Graham, uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. When Sant Sean Desai, defensive coordinator for the Eagles, no, no, Matt Patricia, no, I, it would be controversial. Like Eric, Wa Eric Washington, Anthony Weaver, they're they're really good guys. They're really good guys. Chris Richard, and a lot of names. There are a lot of good names, but I think. I think it's a lot of, I think there's going to be like, if they're going to hire Pierce, if the Raiders going to hire Pierce, Graham is the choice to be the defensive coordinator. So they'll probably go after a big name, and, but if, uh, and of course, if Anthony, Antonio Pierce isn't hired by the Raiders and to get the job, he might take the, he might take the job. He might, he probably might. And I, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. It's hard to think about it. I mean, if if the if Frazier is the guy, I say, all right, let's go on with that. He might move the team to a four-three-four-three, where what? Just like it was years ago, you got to move Thibodeau and Olajari in the middle and right in the, right on the from on the defensive line. That's it. That's it. Easy. That's no easy fix. But when you got edge rushers, that's where I can say yeah. I would say I would say that I won't want. I don't want Matt Patricia on a Giants organization. I don't really want him there. But hard nose here. There are hard nose here. Like, Graham, Patricia Desai, I mean, yeah, well, I don't know, but there are some, I mean, there are, like, even if they continue with continuity, like, Anderson or Patterson, they're, 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 they're guys. There's a good take on that job. I mean, after all, they earned, they've earned that, because they've earned it. Bottom line, that's right, and of course you gotta you gotta look at how you wanna how do you wanna deal with this year's what with the roster? And I mean, Saquon Barkley wants still wants to get, he still wants to get paid. He might well um, he passed he passed, he said he opened the exit meetings he had an open door policy where players could go in his office if they wanted to talk. Barkley decided to pass. He didn't want to dump more than enough. He's just tired. Though not just talking with Joe. He was like weary. Not just talking to Joe. The whole negotiation. He's got that one. He had that one year deal with 10.1 million this year. That's right. He's leaving his hand of his hands of his agents right now. Whatever it's in the summer or whatever or whatever. 
that's that needs to be seen. And of course, the draft pass is find a quarter find a quarterback that can get you results. If not this year, then maybe then maybe I don't know. But I'm not I'm not happy with how the Giants played this year. I'll just leave it at that. It's, it looks like it's like cleaning out. You got to you got to need a fresh start on the coaching staff. Get a new running backs coach. Get a new running backs coach. On um, get new get a new defensive coordinator, specialties guy. That's all I need to be said. I am nothing more. Meanwhile, Jets clean out. The Jets clean up. I mean, it's tough. Distractions need to stop. That's what Aaron Rodgers has said. You know what? After his bit on the on the Pat McAfee show a couple days ago, last week, it, it, it was terrible. It was just terrible for him. He he was distract. He was he was a distraction. He was he was distraction. But decided, you know what? I can't. I can't fail. He failed with that. Just flip. Said it better. If you want to, if you want to be a winning organization, put your, put yourself in position to win championships to be competitive. Everything that you do matters. I mean, he said the shit that has nothing to do with winning needs to get out of the building. That would be the focus moving forward. Flush the flush the shit. He was just upset. He's upset. They have fun. He said so many s worthy shit. He got so much shit. That game within. And that's tough. And of course, uh, of course, Joe Douglas said, you know, we need a win. My record's not good enough. I know that. Yeah. Swung on with a quarterback. And that, and he got hurt like, and he got hurt in week one. Job one, man. Job one, man. Get better. It's some... He can't have any game. I mean, he's going to work with Nate Hat. Nate Hat. Everybody's going to be back next year. Um, His coordinators will return. Um, There'll be, like, play, more players coming out there. But that's difficult. I see Garrett, Garrett Wilson said, this is the worst year of my life. It's life. But at the end of the day... I think that that it's best if the, they really need to flush that shit. You can say, you know what? I said was uh, what I said was stupid. What I said was what what I said was pathetic. I apologize, but we need a but. That's all you need to do. Of course, the Jets uh, beat the, you know, of course, beat the Patriots in their last game of the last game of the season. Goes without saying. It's tough to see this. It's tough to see this team. Just went. All they want to do is just win. Joe Douglas said we need to win. My record's not good enough. Everyone, everyone knows. Every I know that. Everything we do moving forward is to win. That's it. That's all that matters. 
But there will be lines like, will um, Zach Wilson be traded? Bottom line, that's it. Phone rings, I'm going to pick it up. I don't, but I don't have a crystal ball into what exactly is going to happen here in the future. But I'll be blunt, man. I will be blunt. Giants need to clean. Are um, the Giants are clean? Are the Giants cleaning house? Um, the Giants are more like stink hat. It's just a, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get better next. We're gonna get better in it. We're gonna get better in the off season. There's gonna be moves going on. There's going to be new faces and some familiar ones for both organizations. Everyone knows that. But at the end of the day. It's like asking for it. I know, I know, I'm no inside guy, but at the end of the day, both teams ever admit, can admit, yeah, we suck. We suck this year, but we're going to be better. We're going to be better next year. It's all about, it's all about, win, it's all about winning going forward. All about winning for both, um, a lot for, um, I don't know, maybe you look at, when you look at Long Island, and how they built football teams, like the, like the, um, Stony Brook and, and, okay, they're good, they're like, but they've been an FCS team. I'm hoping they'll become a bowl, bowl, uh, FBS team where they could be working better, but when you look at the Jets and the Giants as a whole right now, the um, controvert the, the, the conflicts around the football, there should have been no conflicts. If you're a Jet fan, you put up with 2012. If you're a Giants fan, you remember 2016. 2017. Buff fumbles and slick and slick hair and like and that slick haircut, slick hairdos. Can't change, can't control teams. Jets and Giants are better, are better run right now with a front office with better front offices. I mean, let's face it. With McCagnan, um, McCagnan, it, it wasn't much. wasn't much. wasn't much until he got fired in a power play that should have never happened. Placing with Joe, Doug placing with Joe Douglas and Joe. And, and, and let's be honest. At least Joe. At least Joe tried. And or at least or my best try. He's done well. Twenty right after, right after we fired, um, right after we fired, um, Jerry Reese, we replaced him with Dave Gettleman, and where did that get us? Miserable seasons, terrible draft picks, 
such as the uh, Daniel Jones Daniel Jones pick that should have never been happening, and everything across the board. That's miserable. In comes Joe Show and he got us a draft. He's getting us to the draft. We, we got, he nailed it with Thibodeau and Neal. This is the year where he could make the move to get a better quarterback. I mean, Jason, Jason Dan, Jaden Daniels should be on the uh, outside looking in. He's probably the top six. But as far as I know, it's going to be uh, a good season and see how things stack up for both teams entering the offseason. Coming right after the Super Bowl. And of course, we'll be right back. We'll be talking on a national championship game coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. Home Tour Sports will be right back, which is sponsored by Long Island Tops. While the other guys come up with clothing lines that make you really mad at somebody or pisses off everybody, yeah, you get their feel. You get the feeling, man. Their 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 ideas suck. Their their shirts suck, and yeah, they're the most bigoted human beings walking God's green earth. And but if you want the pro real product. If you want the real deal that doesn't cater to the BS, you need to go to L.I. Tots. Because unlike the other, if those other guys ain't it, they ain't, it ain't, they ain't lit, baby. They ain't lit, baby. These guys do are good at screen printing, embroidery, DTG, direct garment, by the way, vinyl and graphic design. These guys got a lot more, got a lot of stuff doing for, they did, they even did, a lot of stuff for the new Brooklyn Nets. So, with that in mind, go check them out on it on Facebook and Instagram. And hey, and ask, and that, and look for the quality. Well, I tell us, if it ain't us, it ain't lit. That's why I. That's why the Helen Terror Sports Podcast is done right here at the owned at the Li Top Studios, right here in the heart of Long Island. All right, Li Tops. If it ain't us. It ain't lit. Natural champions for the first time since 1997. For the Associated Press, the Michigan Wolverines, under the leadership of head coach Jimmy Harbaugh, beat Washington 34 to 13 to deliver his alma mater as an alma mater a national title title, and that. Says it all. According to the Associated Press, Jim Harbaugh raised the championship trophy as golden white confetti sprayed over his team, and we are the champions, Blair. Are they ever? Nine years after he took over at Michigan, Harbaugh delivered on the lofty expectations he brought with him to his beloved alma mater. Well, and of course, we know Blake Corum ran for 134 yards and two fourth-quarter touchdowns as Harbaugh and the top-ranked Wolverines undeterred by suspensions and a sign-stealing case that shadowed the program completed a three-year search to a national title by beating number two Washington 34-13 Monday night and then Washington in the college football playoff final. 
of course, Harbaugh said with him about off-field issues. And in uh, in in answer to question, to, shall we going to answer a question voice to his guys? He said, "We're in it. We're innocent, and we stood strong and all because we knew we were innocent." And I like, and I'd like to point that out. And these guys are innocent and overcome that. It wasn't. It wasn't that hard because we knew we were innocent. The season went exactly how we wanted to go. It went exactly how how we wanted it to go. Fifteen and zero, first national title since nineteen ninety seven when Lake Coral, who scored that winning touchdown in overtime against Alabama in a Rose Bowl, Michael Jeff is pretty much upset right about now. Blasted in for the one yard line with three hundred thirty three thirty seven left to put Michigan up by twenty one and set up another. <laughs> of the victors from the band, from the high college band. Hail to the victor valiant. Hail to the coffin. Hail, hail, hail to Michigan. That's what it was. After a third consecutive playoff appearance, Harbaugh took won a championship so many expected when he took over a struggling powerhouse in 2015. Despite missing six regular season games, this season while serving two suspensions. And I guess you looked at he did it with his and Harbaugh did it with his with a team his old coach, the late great Bo Schembechler, would have adored. The Wolverines um, of course a lot of it. The Wolverine I mean the Wolverines ran for three hundred and three yards. Against Washington, 14-1, and the rugged defense held Michael Penix Jr. and the Huskies prolific asking to just one touchdown while intercepting the Heisman Trophy one up pass. J.J. McCarthy talked one about his coach. He said, that man, he's the reason we're here today. He got it, and he did. There are more than one of the Michigan men who are on this team. What they've done is amazing. They will forever be known as national champions. Attaboy. That is one and I think when you look at all the things that came with it, the guy is going to have a college, that guy's going to have a coaching job coming soon. If he wants to say, I know he's going to say, you know what? I'm going to focus on resting the season and maybe we'll win it. It's Michigan versus it was Michigan versus everybody. And Michigan delivered a trophy. And of course it's got I mean John Harbaugh won a Super Bowl eleven years ago. His dad Jack dad Jack Harbaugh. Division AA title with Western Kentucky. And now he said, I can say, I can now sit at the big person's table in the family. He's happy. He's happy. And what next say I for this guy? I just want to enjoy this. I hope everyone, I hope you give me that. Can I have that? Does it always have to be? What's next? What's the future? Let him wait. Let him, let him wait. And of course... Michigan, of course, Michigan began the first college football program 
to record 1,000 victories when it beat Maryland in November and won its third national title in January. Talk about talk about taking over a program that has been mediocre at best and and to be fair and, 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 and to be fair downright downright miserable you let letting letting oh letting the Ohio State University roll over you run over you for years. You put out years of Jim Tressel running around running around over you. They had years of Urban Meyer kicking their butts when he came when he came to Ohio State from Florida. And they had Ryan Day bombing him through the air, and Michigan got their freaking revenge. Got their fucking revenge. That's tough. Of course, everyone knew, and of course, Michigan won the scandal. It seemed to be steaming toward a third consecutive Big Ten championship. When in October like last year. When it was revealed that the NCAA was investigating the program for potentially breaking rules that prohibit in-person scouting of opponents and using video equipment to attempt to decode what opponents play signals. Wow, and that is a lot shot. That scandal turned Connor Stallions, the low-level Michigan recruiting staffer accused of orchestrating the scheme, into a household name and threatened to derail the Wolverine season. So what happened? The NCAA process will linger well into 2024, and it's unknown what penalties Michigan could face. The Big Ten, though, decided to act quickly and punish Michigan by suspending Harbaugh in the final for the final three games of the regular season, including matchups with Penn State and rival Ohio State. Of course, Sean Moore filled in for him for all three games, and they rolled all over. And I wouldn't be blunt, and I wouldn't laugh to say that yes, this team pretty much could be the best team, could be the best team going forward. Blake Corum, like a Corum, Blake Corum always, always reminded me of, of well. I would be, I won't say it if I would if I would pretty much like Christian McCaffrey uh, that dude is, that dude is, that dude is good and uh, and as for and as for um the other guys in Washington Phoenix's remarkable six-year college career ended with maybe his worst performance of the season. Usually unfaced by pressure, Phoenix was not nearly as precise against the Michigan defense that took away his deep signature throw, signature deep throws. And of course, Harbaugh said that was a that was a spectacular game by our defense. 
Of course, the Indiana transfer came back from two knee surgeries and two shoulder injuries was roughed up by the Wolverines. Still limping at times, stepped on another time. He asked how he was feeling. He said, still undaunted, better than I was three years ago. He was finished 27 for 51 with 255 yards and a touchdown as the Husky as after 21 game winning streak snapped. Kalen DeBoer said they have given me everything they possibly can. He said a group of, set of a group of players who went four and eight just two seasons ago and 25 and three when he took over in 2022. Of course, McCarthy had a modest game, throwing for 140 yards and running for 31. But it was enough to prove enough for him to improve to 21, 27-1 as a starter for the Wolverines. And of course, they gave these guys a, a taste of life in a Big Ten where the Pac-12 champs will be heading next season. Man, they're gonna be man, they're gonna be worse. They're gonna be next year. These those two teams. Will be. I mean, up front with you all. There will be Big Twelve team, Big Twelve teams next year. Imagine what the rematch will be like. I mean, let's. I will be honest with you all. The Big Twelve. There is a lot of going to be. Twenty twenty four will be the year. That college football will be realigned, and I'll be admit the demise of the big Pac-12, the demise of the Pac-12. That will affect. That's how that's affected. It's dissolved thanks in part of schools like, like, like Big Twelve trying to poach into the wet into the bit into the West, asking US, UCLA, UC, and USC to join them. It got everybody up in arms. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma will be SEC schools next year. Everything is... And there will be more ACC schools this year, too. I mean, this is where I feel that no matter what happens this season and how this portrays in its, as, a, as a whole... College the college football landscape has changed dramatically because of these overloading the con overloading the conferences by poaching teams from the wet from California from other conferences like they took Washington, 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 and Washington State, and from and of course two schools I mentioned from the Pac-12. On the Big 12's gonna expand as well. I mean, this is where I this is where I say loyalty sucks, and not all is good, and not all is good. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. 2024 is gonna be the year college football is bigger and ba bigger, better, stronger because ESPN's gotta get the SEC. That big, that 
Big 12. That Big 12 money? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Not enough to adapt to it. Yet, me will get it. And I mean, Fox will get them out of it. But the Big Ten, man, divide into CBS, CBS, NBC, Fox. The I mean, there is money across the board. I think I should say this. I think CBS should um, pony up for Big Twelve games too. And that will have, and that in 2024 will be that big for college football. It's not about loyalty to your conferences. It's about greed, money, expansion, everything under the everything under the fucking sun. And nobody seems to give a shit. Nobody seems to care. And I will be the first. To, and I will be the first to say this. This is pretty much a shock to me that next year we'll probably see the same shit over and over again. Over um, over expansion, money going money towards money towards the big money towards the big schools in bed with in bed with networks. I will be blunt. It is a joke all around, and I'm uh, and I will be the and I will be laughing all the way to the bank when it falls flat on its face. It's just like no lo- no loyalty. Just cause they we're in the age of nils and college and money talks. People and bullshit runs a marathon. College football is gonna be it's gonna change next in uh, in the fall. Rest assured, all that money and the and the networks that air your games, they're gonna be raking in all the dumb. Bottom line, more of this. More, we'll talk about Black Friday when we Black Monday when we come back. You're listening to the Home Turf Sports Podcast on the Home Turf Radio Network, sponsored by Long Island Tops. Spotify for podcasters lets you record your shows, edit them, put them out there for all these, all for the world to listen to, whether you have it on Spotify or wherever you get them. I mean, it's like, I mean, all in one. And of course, it's absolutely free. Download the free app or go to Spotify Podcasters on Spotify.com. To get started on your podcast journey today. Well, it's now time to go into we call the coaching carousel. The let's start. Well, let's start off with the fires. We'll start. Of course, we all know that the Bills fight. Ken Dorsey on November 14th after the loss after Buffalo's loss to the Denver Broncos well they got and now they got um now they got kicked to the curb now he got kicked to the curb 
that offensive coordinator role is coming up real soon. Whoever will take that job, I don't know what they're gonna take that job. But then there, and then there's Carolina. The Panthers fired Frank Wright. They already fired Frank Wright on November 27th, just 11 games into his first season in Carolina. And of course, Wright was hired in the offseason for four seasons as a head coach for the Indianapolis Colts, with one in ten before the Panthers before it's ousted. And, and of course, we all knew that the uh, Jack and of course the Jags, of course the Panthers fired Scott Federer on January 8th following the conclusion of that season. David Tepper is an idiot. His image, he tossed out, he tossed a drink at somebody. He, he, and now, he felt like, oh, he's going to clean house. Scott Federer's gone. Not only that, assistant head coach Deuce Staley and quarterback's coach Josh McCown are gone. Idiocy runs the, idiocy runs the marathon over there. Now you have a coat. Now you have an image a team with an image problem because the because the owner is too too freaking impatient. He has to jump to get him fire everybody, fire everybody that hire everybody. It's the what? Oh my! It's like everything that moves. Jacks it. Well, the Jacks also Jacks. Did however. Clean house. Defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell and one of us coach Bernie Ball, Ball, Barley are gone. We'll see how that plays out. Plays out in Jacksonville after that season. The Jag, the Raiders are starting over. McDaniel's, Josh McDaniel's, and Dave Ziegler were fired um, on Halloween night after that three and five start. They should have never been hired. There's Brandon Brandon Staley is got Brandon Staley and Todd Telesco were just out on December fifth, and that was embarrassing. Meanwhile, and as for um that one thing, Arthur Smith was fired on January seventh after the season ended in a blowout loss to the Saints. I mean, Sanders finished his three-year tenure with a twenty-one and thirty record. Falcons finish on the five money is going seven and ten each year. This is all under Arthur Smith. Better call, better better off, better coordinator. Terrible and god awful head coach. Oof. And of course, I did and I did mention the Giants did kick McGaw McGay and Johnson out, but Matt Canna was fired on November twelfth, November twenty first, and then it was uh, Mike Button, the biggest one. The Titans officially fired Mike Frable on January 9th, not just today. And I'm like, oh my god, they fired him. Of course, owner, of course, controller owner Amy Adams Strunk sent in a statement on Tuesday. Earlier today, I spoke with Mike Frable and told him, told him about my decision to make a change at head coach. As I told Coach Frable, this decision was as difficult as I, as difficult as any I've ever made as a controlling owner. I pre appreciate Mike's contributions to the Tennessee Titans both on and off the field. 
Anyone who has ever met him knows how passionate he is, passionate and genuine he is, and he's been a strong supporter of the Nashville community. We wish Mike, Jen, and Jen, it's white, that's Mike's wife, by the way, and, Vre and the Vrabel family nothing but the best in the future. So that will be like a co like a coaching ire, a new coaching ire. So whoever takes that job is going to even start from the top. We are the nerds. Well, Jack Del Rio was fired on November 24th after the loss to Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Defensive back coach Brett Wesselmeyer there. But the Washington Commanders, formerly known as the Washington Reskins, kicked Ron Rivera to the curb. There'll be like a change. There'll be a change of front office somewhere along the line. But whoever takes that job. Now, now the now the magic, now the commanders are now bringing in, um, Rick's former NFL GM Rick Spielman, and yeah, and former M and former Golden State Warriors exact GM Bob Myers to become to become a franchise wall building. This is. What is Magic Johnson doing? This isn't bad guys. This isn't basketball. This is football. Yeah, this, yeah, this, I mean, that's what I... Of course, Alan Williams did step down. Remember, there are a lot of names, liars. Like, Alan Williams resigned on September 20th, and he did take a step back to take care of his, fam of his family. So, that will... And, of course, that will be like... And we all knew Wade Martindale was going to step down. So there's going to be a lot of head coaching opportunities. They're like, for uh, Carolina, they got an interviewing Brian Callahan, Bengals offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, offensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator for the rival Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the, for the Lions, Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator for the Ravens, Todd Monken, Ravens O coordinator, Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator for the Rams. Defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, Dan Quinn. Bobby Slowick, Tex coordinator, Frank Smith, defensive of defensive co offensive coordinator for the Dolphins. And then there's the and then there's some it's like Brennan Giants assistant GM Brennan Brown, Ed Dodds, assistant GM of the Colts. Mike Greenberg, Bucks assistant GM, assistant GM of the Eagles, Alex Hat, and many more names. A lot of names to be there. Terry Brown is a is a cho is a choice, and as for the Raiders, there are RGM interview requests such as Trey Brown. Um, at Dodd Dodd's got an interview with the Raiders. Tom Telesco's in it, and there are a lot of names in there. Steve Wilkes is an interesting name for the Ra for the um, Chargers, but they completed with one interim co coach with Giff Smith, and that's all. Meanwhile, there are a lot of names here. Whoever takes over the head of yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of names, including Adam Peters, assistant GM. So right here, you know that the coaching carousel doesn't really end until we know what will happen. Because now Black Friday, Black Friday. I mean, Black Monday, I mean, this is kind of like awkward. 
is kind of like the carousel that never ends. I mean, I have... I don't know if this silk right here... I'm like, there are a lot of jokes in here. It's not how old you are, it's how old you aren't. This is so, this is so funny. But I will be upfront with you. This is the year when all things come around as a, a carousel. And even this is one there. Bill Belichick is open to letting someone else handle the personnel duties if he remains with the New England Patriots. If as a coach, maybe. I mean, maybe there's something else in there. In there, he might. Yep. Of course, the Patriots coach also confirmed during a season-ending news press co conference on Monday that he remains under contract, though he didn't specify the length of his current terms. New England's 17-3 loss for the Jets on Sunday cemented a 4-13 record for the Patriots. Of course, Belichick's worst record in his 29-year NFL coaching career. Started with the Browns, continuing with the Patriots. Boy, I feel bad for him. Of course, it's left it's left the status for next season up in the air as he prepares to meet with team owner Robert Kraft about his future. That will be sometime this week. I'm not so certain. But you can be sure that this could be the domino effect for the for the NFL at large. I mean, I said it before as the Giants will be starting over with on offense and defense. We had a, we had, with um Bobby Johnson, good rinse to that fucker. And several key pieces and several key and of course um, Don Martindale going and gone and Thomas McGee out. So now, do you need a new one of coach? They need a new offensive line coach that can get the best out of Neil and, Neil and Thomas. And they got to look for a new defensive coordinator, new offensive, new linebacker, outside linebackers coach, or probably a linebacker coach somewhere along the line. But, Thinking at a defensive coordinator, maybe Leslie Frazier could turn that team from the convert that team from a three-four to a four-three. It has worked before, and the Giants will have to overhaul the entire defense if need if Frazier is there. I would say that. This is the season where I can say I'm starting to get nervous. There, Dan Quinn. Of course, Dan Quinn. He's got interview requests from you from the Commanders, the Chargers, hell, even the Carolina Panthers. 
So that will be. So I'm surprised if Dan Quinn does take those one of those shots. Imagine facing him like either twice this year, like twice this year if he took on the commander's job. He is still a damn good quarterback. And he's still a damn good coach. But now, now, coachy care. Now I'm betting, and I will say this: who I like as an, how I like as a defensive core, as a, a, a offensive line coach. I hope they bring in somebody who can get the best out of it. I know that Ryan Dable's gonna stay for a third year. For years, we put up with. Like guys who couldn't even last two years. One in, I mean, Ben McAdoo was fired um, late in the season in 2017. Into his second year, he was goddamn. He was so fuck. He was so goddamn. He was good. He was lucky one year, and he was acting like he was freaking. He threw Eli Manning under the bus. That pissed us Giants. That pissed us off fans off. And uh, he got fired. And his and his antics. Got him fired. Pat Shermer, who should have never been hired in the first place, was just as awful. He was Ray Hanley light. He was Ray Hanley light. Joe Judge, two seasons, embarrassing. And Joe Judge, I would Joe Judge, don't get me, don't get me there. The Patriot way never works. So that's all you need to know, man. But this is where. I see the Giants as a upfront, as a good destination to bring in a defensive coordinator or a off and some how about an offensive one? You can't um, ask for more than that. I mean, upfront, especially when it came right down to beef with the radio station that airs Giants games. And the product on the field. I totally get how awful we were last season. Jets are lucky. They're going to be bringing everybody back next year. Hopefully. The results will be a whole lot better than, than last year. So right now. Um, things are looking up for the Jets. Giants, they need to clean up, clean up get their act together. During the offseason and figure out what needs to be done. Mediocrity is not the answer, guys. Mediocrity is not the answer. Look at the past two years in Giants history. Mediocre at best. After we, we haven't won a Super Bowl since like 2011. They're still like sucked right there. Wrap this up when we come back. The Ultra Sports Podcast can be listened to on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Download Spotify, Spotify, and you'll get a whole lot more than just the Home Turn Sports Podcast. There's podcasts, music, wherever you have you, even audiobooks. The Home Turn Sports Podcast can be heard on Spotify. So check us out there. And as we close this episode, a few things came to my mind. I mean, with I think when you look at the Nexus right now, at least they're a whole lot better than what they are. 
And of course, the Jet next to and of course, the next two play the next two play tonight. They play Blazers at seven in front of a raucous, long guess, um, Madison Square Garden crowd. But dealing with war, they're probably looking at good, um, good moves with the um, February eighth trade deadline coming up. Um, but let's just say, and then that's gonna be good. And of course, that's saying a lot. Meanwhile, I'll say this, and I'll also, and also, they're gonna be, and also, I will be up front with you all that we'll be focusing more on the, um, on the basketball game. Of course, tonight, of course, we know tonight, so tonight at 7.30 on MSC Network will be there. Meanwhile, on um, the Isles will play tonight. Isles will play tonight at seven thirty on MSC on MSCSN. I mean, I will say this: Celia Sork Sorokin will get the nut. Will get the nod. The nod. Will get the nod. He's re he's really my guy as a goaltender. He really makes me feel like something else. He is excited. He is excited. As an Islander fan and out there. Meanwhile, Thursday, Rangers will take on the St. Louis Blues at 8 p.m. That's on, that's on, that will be on MSG2. And meanwhile, that will, that will probably be, coincides with, well, the next game against Dallas. So, that's there. What the Nets are, the Nets are, in, the Nets are in Paris as we speak. That will be on uh that will be on Thursday on two PM on on of course on yes network and NBA TV. That will be there. That will be so that will be there. So and a lot of a lot of a lot of games here as well. Starting with college bat so there'll be college basketball games if you've got there. One of them will be that Purdue will be at Nebraska. That should be tonight. They don't. They don't air. Yeah, they don't really air. No, they don't really air tonight. So that's basically Sussville. And and not much. And not much. Uh, top twenty. Not so much top twenty states are just. They don't really air top twenty teams right now. What are you nuts? Low. I will be up front. That will do it for this edition of Home Tour Sports. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And Matt, as always, be a good human being. Stay safe, especially during this time. During these times, so it's always better to stay safe. We're also, we're on uh, Google Pod. We're on Google Podcasts for now. Um, but we're all. But we're also on Spotify. That's our home. That's will be our home base. Going forward, if necessary, I've been a with Home Turn Sports has been a strong force for now. But right now, I want to be say I want to say this: it's tough right now, but it's gonna get better if people pull in and did the right thing. 
And I'm blessed to do the show. I'm blessed to do it. Blessed to create. Blessed to create it. Blessed to do this every other week. Because every other day, I do it every day. It's, guy, it's people like you who listen to the show that inspires me to be a whole lot better. And that's what this book, and that's what this podcast is about. Sport, um, sports talk for the sports fan. Don't give me the B, don't give me the BS. Just give me sports. I'll talk sports with you, not with you, but not in a negative, not in a false manner that I feel that won't that make me feel very uncomfortable. That's 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 all you need to know. I'll catch you next time on the next edition of Long Term Sports. Until then, this is Matthew Holly saying so long. Until the next time, we I put this show out for all of you. Good night, everybody.